0: I'm Brandon Beisner, a.k.a. Team Two Girlies, One Cup, and I'm talking to you from outer space. You're listening to the 58 West King Fantasy Football League Podcast. Also, Tony Cosentino is, in fact, the strongest commissioner. Furthermore, Wayne Henry is a one-eyed butt pirate. I hope you enjoy today's show. I know I will.
1: Welcome to the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tony Cosentino, and this is episode 50, 5 zero. Today I'm joined by the one, the only, Matt Graham. Good evening, Senor Graham.
2: Good evening, Tony Cosentino. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Good, good to see you. It's episode 50, man, this is huge. This started off with uh, with just a dream that you had, and then we kind of co-had. And Look at us now, 50 episodes in, and we're going strong.
1: We've turned the dream into a nightmare.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Real quickly, you know, before we get to the show, I just wanted to update, you know, the people, our league mates, our listeners, you, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Charmin, and Nate commented, said, hey, Matt, learn how to wipe your ass. I just, good news, I found the perfect toilet paper, and I learned how to wipe my ass. The perfect toilet paper is the Vinegar Strokes Fantasy Football Team owned by Nate Molinoy, and damn, did I learn how to wipe my ass so good with it. Oh, my gosh. It just, it hit every nook, every cranny, left it cleaner than when I was born, so uh, just wanted to thank Nate for letting me use his fantasy team as toilet paper this week.
1: So he really got in there. Oh, he yeah, got it. Is that what you're saying? He got in
2: there. He did the job. I mean, he didn't do the job in the fantasy football aspects. That's why I beat him. But he did do the job, of wiping my ass. So yeah, this
1: feels like a little bit of a shot and a little bit of self-deprecating humor. I like it. I don't know. I like it.
2: Those are big words, man. I'm, all I do is win a fantasy football. I don't. I don't really know anything else.
1: Understood. Well, week one seemed unlikely just a couple of months ago with all the uncertainty surrounding COVID and sports in general. But we made it. So let's quickly run through the NFL Week One scores.
2: All right, let's do it. Okay, so uh, started off. We'll start off with a Thursday night game. We had Houston take on Kansas City. Houston lost to Kansas City. Uh, they scored twenty to thirty-four. More lopsided than the score would suggest. Definitely some garbage time there. It- Kansas City dominated that game, and Mahomes and company were what Mahomes and company were supposed to be. They picked up right where they left off the Super Bowl. Um, Mahomes was had 213 yards passing three touchdowns, um, which is phenomenal, and then Kelsey had a touchdown, Watkins had a touchdown, Hill had a touchdown, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was electric, so if you have any part of that team offense in your fantasy league, you're, you're, you're very happy with what you see going uh conversely houston bill o'brien's yeah it it just it just compounds it when you see you know hopkins stats from the niner cardinal game but we'll keep moving through the scores here we have seattle taking down atlanta 38 25 and what turned out to be a little bit of a shootout towards the end uh the new york jets fall into the bills 17 to 27 so two things to point out here one Allen is a great fantasy quarterback and a terrible real life quarterback they won the game um he wasn't very efficient Didn't matter. He still had 332 yards passing, and two touchdowns. Um, Another thing from this game that's very important is uh, Frank Gore's deal with the devil is still paying off strong. Um, While he backs up younger running backs who just get hurt and then he just continues to thrive leading their backfield with six carries for 24 yards. Bears 27 to the Lions 23 in just Just a heartbreaker if you're a Detroit Lions fan. But then again, that's pretty much what you're used to. So you probably feel real comforted by the fact that things don't change very much.
1: Par for the course. Par for
2: the course. And then we had the Packers versus the Vikings and an Aaron Rodgers fuck you game. Just came out slinging Aaron Rodgers dick, just throwing ropes across the field. He looked crisp. That offense looked crisp. They did well. Vikings have a little bit of work to do. Dolphins Patriots, uh, eleven to twenty one in favor of the Patriots. Good game from Cam. Had a you know had one of his big men spiking the ball. It was, you know it's fun to see. Cam looks happy. Belichick looks happy. Tom Brady has a nice tan. That's about all we can say about that. Then we have the Eagles losing to the Washington Football Club, seventeen to twenty seven. Real quick, I did not have Sunday ticket before Sunday. My friend Terrence, shout out Terrence, he listens. He's like, hey man, are you watching the Eagles game tomorrow? I was like, I don't have Sunday ticket. He's like, here, take my login watch it. I'm like, yes. And then the Eagles lost. And then I texted him. Why did you let me watch that game? You (laughs) son of a bitch. I would have been happier just getting the phone alerts. All right. But they sucked. The Eagles did the Washington football club turned something on. I don't know. Ron Rivera's cancer. It's a, it's a heartfelt story. Good for them. Moving on Raiders 34 to the Panthers 30, um, which was kind of an exciting game for two teams that we're not sure what we're going to see out of them. Panthers look good. Bridgewater looked good. I'm surprised. Colts and Jaguars. Colts 20, Jaguars 27 in the Garner-Minshew. Fuck you game. I heard a joke. I, I can't claim it, but I heard a joke that Doug Marone might be the first coach to get fired after going 3-0. Because, <laughs> like, they won Trevor Lawrence, but, like, Doug Marone and Garner-Minshew are like, nah, brah, nah. We're going to win some games. And they did. They looked good, man. The exact opposite of Allen is Minshew. It was 19 for 20. It's insane. It's a crazy. Yeah,
1: it feels like they're winning in spite of the front office. God.
2: They're rolling undrafted rookie free agent running backs out there. And Gardner Minshew's throwing, he's only throwing 20 times and still throwing three touchdowns. It's just insane, man. Browns took a shit, <laughs> scored six, <laughs> and the Ravens scored 38. And just, oh, Baker Mayfield, man. 109 yards, one TD, one interception. Odell Beckham Jr. is just looks like he was, I don't know, looking for. Sh- girls who had to go poo-poo just all bad man just is it the Browns like let's think about the Browns two weeks before the season started it's just apparently Odell Beckham Jr. likes to get shit on maybe true may not be true and then they also suck again it's just I mean it was the Ravens who's supposed to be a good team we'll see what they do against Cincinnati this week but yeah not a good showing Um, Chargers 16 to Bengals 13 a game I thought was gonna be much higher scoring it was not that's okay Burrow drove the team down and then the Bengals missed a kick so heartbreaking for him but you saw a lot of things out of that rookie quarterback. If you're a Bengals fan, you're excited. Buccaneers-Saints, uh, Buccaneers 23, Saints 34. Again, a score that doesn't show the true story. I watched a lot of this game. And Brady and the Bucs just seemed off, man. They just weren't connecting. I know Mike Evans had a hamstring injury, but there was some, I think there was one interception where like Mike Evans should have broke in, or at least that's what Tom Brady thought. He threw a pick, he threw a pick six. Essentially, you could replace Tom Brady with Jameis Winston. I think the score would have been exactly the same. It's exactly what we saw last year. Same undisciplined team that just gives up penalties and all of the Tom Brady hype going into Tampa Bay might be a little a little far fetched. Uh Cardinals 24 to 20 and uh which was a really good game. Now that I have a ticket, thanks Terrence. I uh, got to watch that game too, which was awesome. That was a fun game to watch. Kyler Murray doing his thing on the field was impressive. DeAndre Hopkins should have gotten to the end zone, didn't, but other than that he still had 150 yards receiving, which is huge. Cowboys and Rams Sunday night game, Cowboys 17, Rams 20. Way to go Rams. Breaking in the SoFi Stadium. That was honestly Eagles lose. I'm like, all right, Cowboys need to lose. Otherwise this Sunday is going to be a complete fucking clusterfuck of the day.
0: You're welcome.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much. And something else I heard uh, today and, and it alludes to what Nate said in some of the quarterback episodes. And he talks about his, you know, his thoughts on Jared Goff and how Jared Goff is really only good when he's got Sean McVay in his ear. There's no fans in the stadium. He will have Sean McVay in his ear loud and clear. And we kind of saw that. I mean, he was torching that defense. And then Monday night game Steelers 26, Giants 16. Saquon could not get anything going on the ground, so if you draft him as number two back, that's a problem. He did have six catches to the air, which kind of boosted you a little bit, but definitely not what you want to see. And then um, James Conner going down. Ooh, uh, that's
1: uh, in James Conner fashion. In James Conner I mean,
2: fashion, all yeah. the hype about how James Conner, you know, bulked up. You got a little buffer, and then he's wrapping an ankle, and then no one's.
1: He didn't him. work on the ankle. You got to strengthen the ankle, man. Got a straight
2: leg day. Don't skip leg day. <laughs> And then um Titans and Broncos, really boring snooze fest of a late Monday night game. I fell asleep through the end of it. Titans 16, Broncos 14, which will forever be known as the Gaskowski almost lost it
1: game. He honey dicked us. He missed like 17 <laughs> kicks and then he kicks the game winner, which I think Vic Fangio didn't use the timeouts they had. They could have uh, saved some clock, but he honey dicked him.
2: I, That's awesome. He honey dicked him. His game plan all along was I'm gonna miss four straight kicks so that you don't ice me when it counts. That's how I'm gonna do this. <laughs> Um, And then also not very good. Look for uh, the Titans. Derrick Henry had 31 carries for 116 yards. That's a lot of carries. And I'm a Derrick Henry owner in one of my leagues. I wish he would have gotten the end zone, but he's going to get the ball so damn much, so much. So, yeah, man, that uh, that rounds out our scores from week one.
1: Awesome. Thanks for that, Matt. So let's go ahead and move on to our 58 West King matchups. Our first matchup was yours truly, the Banana Stand against two girlies, one cup. I was not supposed to win this matchup. I pulled this one out 105 to 103. So big W for the Banana Stand. It runs my series lead to four games to two. Brandon also sent us a message about our matchup. So let's go ahead and listen in.
0: Hello, Tony Cosentino fellow members of the show, and the millions listening around the world. I'm Brandon Beisner, a.k.a. Team Two Girlies, One Cup, and I'm going to talk about my Week 1 matchup. Here it goes. So I ended up losing to the strongest commissioner of the league, 103-105.90. to It was a close matchup, and I'm pretty upset about it. So the quarterbacks, we had Drew Brees against Carson Wentz, both who I think performed well under where they should have been and hopefully they will perform much better as the season goes on. Uh, but I know Carson Wentz had uh, like one or two interceptions. Drew Brees, I know he just lost Michael Thomas for some time, so that's going to be tough. Anywho, they were pretty close with Drew Brees scoring 14 and Carson Wentz 13. The wide receiver position in this league, as many of you may know, I drafted five running backs in a row to start off the draft, so I am pretty thin at wide receiver. I started Stefan Diggs and Julian Edelman, who put up 12 and 10 points respectfully. Honestly, I I mean I wasn't expecting much more uh, they got in the double digits uh, however on the other side Tony Cosentino had DJ Moore and McLaren McLaren they well underperformed at a seven and eight points so I won the battle there however this is where we get to the point where I get mad the running backs so I drafted McCaffrey and Austin Eckler McCaffrey he does what he does best, got me 26 points. Eckler, nine. I honestly was expecting a much better performance from him. Uh, he wasn't much involved in the passing game. In my mind, he was going to have 12 receptions for 385 yards and 10 carries for 835 yards, but that wasn't the case. Uh, on the other side, Mr. Cosentino had Clyde's Edward Eclair and Kareem Hunt. Eclair had a had a nice game. Uh, he didn't do quite as well as Christian McCaffrey. However, he still put up 21 points and Kareem Hunt put up 10. Uh, so it was a pretty close battle there. Tight ends, he wins the battle there with Hokinson. Hayden Hurst didn't pan out the way I thought he would in week one. Uh, I'm going to stick with him. We'll see if he gets better from here. Oh, now the flex. So I did what I've never done before. I said I didn't want to do, but I drafted uh, Connor from the Pittsburgh Steelers and he does what he does best. Got hurt in the first quarter, I believe. So I only needed about five points from him. I got 2.70 and lost to the strongest commissioner by 2.90 points. It was very heartbreaking. I blame James Conner and the whole Pittsburgh Steelers organization. That means you, Wayne Henry, you one-eyed pirate, and that's all I have to say about that. I look forward to week two matchup. I don't remember who I'm playing, but they're going down. Thank you. Also, you suck, Tony.
1: Awesome. Thanks for that, Brandon. Next up, we had big old TDs. That's Trey Schleister went up against Yukon Eric Pollock, the smooth one. Trey lost this one 114 to 130, and I contacted Trey in regards to his matchup with Smoothie. He said, I quote, there's always next year, end quote. Smoothie, on the other hand, said this, Trey should change his name to Itty Bitty TDs because his team in no way reflects his current team name. I suppose it could be due to no preseason for the players, but I think the issue is the manager and the lack of of knowledge of his own players, end quote. Shots fired, Eric. Shots fired. The season series between Trey and Smoothie currently sits at one game apiece. Next matchup was Dak that passive. at Josh Callis against Inglorious Bastards Turks. That's Jason. Josh won 104 to 93 and continues his dominating performance throughout our league over Jason 11 games to four. Ooh. Yeah, I contacted Josh and he said, Thank God Jason Garrett has no idea how to use Saquon Barkley. <laughs> no kidding. Next matchup is Otterjob, that's Albert Rivera. He went up against Tinker Stinkers, Wayne Henry, and that is a rematch of our championship from last year. And just like our championship, Wayne pulled this one off, 126 to 107. And Wayne is still owning Albert. He has the series lead at five games to one. For his matchup, Albert sent in the response, my team is a bunch of bums, and I think we all agree. Next matchup, Peeping Tomlinson, that's Julian Navarro, against Victoria's Secret, that's Alan Greenhill. Alan won 133 and changed to 121, which runs their series two games to three in favor of Julian. Both managers responded for this one, Julian sent. My team bailed on projections, but I went against Johnny Overachiever, and I lost Fuck. And Alan was less somber, stating, never count out Victoria's Secret, in that I'm only here so I don't get fined. The series between Alan and Julian currently sits at two games to three in favor of Julian. Our last matchup was your matchup. So the Vinegar Strokes, which is Nate against Boner Jams. Excellent team name, Matt. You pulled that one off 134 to 104, and you're getting close, but Nate still has the series at four games to three. He sent in a little paragraph, a poem, I believe, for me to read. Oh, okay. Do you mind if I read
2: it? I mean, sure. Why not? It changes the score, does it? It doesn't. Okay, cool. Let's
1: go. For as the autumn sun sets on the shadows of Ash Ketchum marching upon the eerie mid Atlantic waves in his quest to regain the iron throne of Mordor, a turtle dove rises from the ashes to fly south, avoiding the frozen tundra of the playground where it spent most of its days in search of the pick of destiny. Matt, care to respond to that or your week one matchup? I mean, the
2: nerd references there were strong. And I think I got all of them, which makes me super excited. I think the uh, Pokemon Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings combo there at the beginning, really, I mean, I think it's worth at least 25 points. I think we can give them 25 points. Is, is that enough to give them the win? No, no. Th- there's, okay. You could, no. I mean, no, it's not. Uh, I actually did some advanced metrics breaking down week one scores. Just real quick, I wanted to go over them. Average score, all our scores average out was 104.87. Lowest score was 93.02 in Glorious Bastards. Had a rough week. It's okay. It's week one. Let's keep going. Your highest score is by yours truly, Boner Jams 03. Just, mm. just 134.50. Just a, just a strong effort from a team who lost his fourth round draft pick. and just you know.
1: I'm sensing that the only reason you put those stats together was for the last one.
2: I love math. I don't – that's just – yeah, I just love, I love math, man. I don't know what to tell you. Awesome. Solid
1: week one. But before we move on, let's go ahead and take a quick break. All right, welcome back. Week one is behind us. Whether you pulled off the win or you got your genital stomped on, it's time to look forward, so let's go ahead and do just that.
2: All right, looking forward to week two matchups. We have The Banana Stand going against Trey Schleister, big old TDs. Next up, we have Brandon Beiser, two girlies, one cup, going against Otter Job, Albert Rivera. Uh, we have Dak That pass up, Joshua Callis, going up against Peeping Tomlinson, Julian Navarro. We have Inglorious Baz Turds, Jason Baziotis, facing the Vinegar Strokes, Nate Moliné. We have Ayukin Smoothie, the smooth one, going against Tinker Stinkers, Wayne Henry, our defending champs. And then we have Victoria's Secret, Alan Greenhill, going against Yo, Myself, Boner Jams, 03. That last matchup should be a good one, as we both scored the most amount of points in week one. So, hope that I repeat and that uh, he puts true lock as a starting quarterback.
1: Please continue to support the show, subscribe, rate, review, While you're at it, check out one of our league member shows, Taco Corp Fantasy Football Podcast. Nate Moline, a.k.a. The Vinegar Strokes, runs that one. He has league members on, special guests. He goes solo. They talk football, life, trading cards. It's informative, it's motivational, and it's entertaining. You can also follow him on Twitter at Naderade530. All right, you sons of bitches, put in your waiver claims and don't get discouraged if you started off the season with a loss. I will remind the league that some of the greatest seasons 58 West King has ever seen, have started with an opening week loss. Our 2019 champ, Wayne Henry, actually lost by 50 points week one mm. last season. That's an ass whooping, right? So be encouraged, stay active, and tilt trade me your best players.
2: There's hope for you, Nate. There's hope for you. You too could win this league after losing by 30 points in week one. It's been done before.
1: He's shaking his head. No, don't <laughs> believe him. He's lying. All right, Matt. Talk to you later.
2: Adios. Bye, guys.